I would read magazines when I was a kid. I don't know, maybe fashion just is in the blood. My cousins were really conservative. They would look at me and my mother and be like, oh my God, like they're so freaky. I just don't care what anybody else says. I just do what I want to do. Lauren Izierski is a fashion icon and former TV host of Behind the Velvet Robes from 1989 to 2012. If you were a fashion lover in the 90s and the early 2000s, she was the one to watch, interviewing every major fashion designer in the country and giving us all at home a behind the scenes look into the fashion industry. From Fashion Week to New York's Fashion District, Lauren was there, asking all the questions we were dying to know in that charming Yonkers accent we know and love. Interviewing Lauren as my first guest was truly a dream come true. I started watching her when I was four. Yes, that's right, four years old. She is one of my favorite fashion personalities of all time, and I'm so excited to share our conversation with you. Enjoy. Well, hello. How are you? I'm doing so great. Thank you so much for being on the show. You're so it's... cute. I love your hair. Look <laughs> Thank at you. you. You know, I'm trying to Adorable. channel my inner Anna Wintour, you know. <laughs> um, I don't know about that, but just be yourself. You don't need to be anybody else but you, you know. Uh, I love it. I love it. But this is truly a dream come true. And you are actually my first interview. I have some others oh my lined God. up. But you are wow. the first, and you the have first been... interview that you've ever done on the... anything. Oh no, no, my first podcast interview. Your I have interviewed podcast. other okay. folks, but you know, you have truly been the inspiration for me since you started your career on TV, doing behind the velvet ropes. When I tell you, I would literally watch for hours. You must have been two years old then, though. I You're mean, so young. 89, I was four, literally. So You since... were four years old watching fashion. Yes, oh, honey, I You're was. a victim already. You're a victim. <laughs> I love it. Like me. I mean, obsessed. Like, I would literally design and watch your show. Design mm-hmm. and watch your show. And my parents thought I was crazy, and I was like, you don't get it. You don't get it. You know? Where, but, where did you grow up? I grew up in Colton, California, Southern California. Oh, well, there you go. California. It's a wasteland Nobody's of non-fashion. There. Forget it. <laughs> Forget it. I know. But my parents are actually from New York. My mother's from the Bronx, so we would go <gasps> up to Co-op the Bronx? City. My parents are from the Bronx. Oh, oh my God. I so I know it. it. Well, we're in the Bronx. So so my grandmother, before she passed away, was in Co-op City. But before that, they grew oh my up God. in South uh, Bronx. I love Co-op City. All the Jews went to Co-op City. I love that. I love it. I love, I love, I love New York. I love your work. I'm so excited to have you. Well, I, I never, you know, here's, I want to just even discuss this. Like, I love New York and all these whiny people are like, oh, New York is over. You know, it's finished. And that is just so not true. New York is the most amazing, amazing place in the universe. Yes. And, you know, things will pick up. It's a little slow now. But if you can't make it in New York, then just forget it. You know, like, <laughs> exactly. if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere, as they say. It's so true. All these people that say that New York is dead or whatever because of their pandemic and everything else is just not true. Agreed. It's the greatest city for fashion, for, you know, 
the arts, museums, culture. It's great. I love it. I love it, too. It's my favorite. And I'm never leaving. So (laughs) unless it's feet first in a box, that's it. Well, I know you spent a little time in Japan, but, you know, we'll circle I did. (laughs) I did with my husband, my first husband. Yes. And you know what I found so interesting just looking through all of that? And I wasn't sure if I was going to bring it up today or not. But you, you really emphasize, you know, he just didn't get it. And I think that sometimes fashion people, like, you know, whether it's a parent or a partner, sometimes they don't understand. Wait, you're talking, no, my first husband got it. He was into fashion. Yeah, it was. I've had, I, you're confused because I've had three husbands. Oh, so wait, it's understandable. wait, this might be number two. <laughs> no, no, no. You're, no, this is number three you're oh, talking number about. Three. Number three. Yeah, just, I know, it's very confusing. I'm confused myself. So, um, no, first husband I was in Japan with, but yeah. he was totally into fashion. Like, yes. Yoji, come to go son. He got it. Uh, Second wow. husband was into fashion. Third one put on, like, a red sock and a blue sock just because they were clean. Like, didn't he did not get it at all. <laughs> Sounds like He didn't care, <laughs> but, you know, it's okay. That was fine. But, you know, like, for people who are surrounded by those folks, like, you know, the parents and the, the partners who are just like, what in the world? Like, do you have any advice for them? Like, is it is it, do you find your tribe? Like, how did you sort of navigate that? You have a great well, friend group. That's really interesting. You know, I don't, I mean, I believe that I guess I have my tribe and my friends, but when I guess it comes to a mate, you know, you just can't expect everything. And if somebody treats you good and they're not like the perfect fashion plate, because fashion is a little bit shallow. I mean, I love fashion, don't get me wrong, but it's not the most important thing. Someone that's kind to you, that's honest to you, that's the most important thing than someone that dresses, you know, who cares at the end of the day? Absolutely. You know, whatever. So, um, yeah, my friends were more fashiony than than my mates were, I guess you could say. Because <laughs> that just didn't play a very huge role. I really like when guys look great. Yeah. But it wasn't the end all. Because if someone treats me nice and they're good to me and they, they're, you know, fabulous and whatever, then there's no, that's great. And you can always zhuzh them up a little bit, you know. That's true. That's true. You can zhuzh them up that. a little bit. I love that. Yeah. You just drop things here and there, which I love. Really quick question. How in the world did, I mean, a woman from Yonkers with your accent and your big personality land this iconic show talking about fashion and interviewing folks? And what I love about just the course of your career is that you've interviewed folks who were working on the sales floor all the way up to, you know, the greats like Michael Kors. So like, how, how did that even happen for you? Well, to make a really long story short, um, there was a show that went on called Behind the Velvet Ropes and I was asked to be a guest, just a guest on it. And it was on cable access. So I went on as a guest and the night that I went on, they had had a fashion girl. I think it was only two episodes they had done. And she had an argument or whatever, and she left. And they asked me if I would want to do fashion. And I said, yeah, why not? So my first interview was Francesco Scavulo, who did all the covers of Cosmo magazine, because I knew his stylist. So, you know, he he gave me access. And Mm -hmm. I was just terrible, my first interview. But you know what? He was gracious. And it just worked out really great. And I did that show for five years and then everybody left because we weren't making any money at it. Yeah. And then and then people kept asking, you know, where's your show? Where's your show? So I said, I'm going to go get some money and do it. And I went to Moet and Chandon 
the champagne company and they were in the process of getting into fashion and sponsoring fashion. And they said, yes. And that was it. So then I wound up doing the show by myself. That was pretty much, you know, all fashion. Because when I started, I did fashion. Mm -hmm. Someone did music and someone else did movies and entertainment. Uh So I was just one of three. But then I turned it into all fashion and, and lifestyle whatever. Wow. I love the fact that you were like, you know what? I'm going to go out there and I'm going to find the money and I'm going to keep it going. I, well, you I, know, in this in this time anyway, you have to just do your own thing. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know how you do your podcast, but you just do it. Yeah. You know, it's not like there's people going to give you millions of dollars, but if you feel passion for something, you just do it. Absolutely. And you, you were like knocking on doors when you first oh, started yeah. off. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Before but, you know, social media, knocked, all that. <laughs> I knocked very heavily. You know, not je- not that gently. I was pretty assertive. I don't want to use the word aggressive, but yeah. I was pretty assertive. Yeah. You know, because and you had to get the interview. You had to get what you wanted. And yeah. look, don't forget, I was one of the first ones there. There wasn't so many different... Um, you know, places to have fashion. Mm-hmm. Like there wasn't, you know, a bazillion internet sites and social media. There was like none of that, very little of that, if, if, <laughs> yeah. if any. You know, I can't remember. I think there was maybe one fashion show, if if at all. Wow. That was um, the Style Channel with Elsa Kling. Yeah. Love. So um, she was on for a long time. But no, I just kind of broke down barriers. And yeah. I was ahead of my time because of my accent, because of the way I looked and the way I dressed. It was, I was not as accepted mm-hmm. from the people that could really help my career. Let's put it that way. Yeah. The people in the offices of television programming and all that. Yeah. So it was really hard. It was hard. But I just did it. And, you know, I did it for like, I don't know, 15 years, yeah. whatever. And yeah. now I'm like semi-retired. If something comes up, like I just did a shoot for this As If magazine. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I was the model. I love it. I was the model. Yes. The model. And they put me in all this great, like, sexy, fabulous, you know, beautiful, like, Dolce Gabbana uh, and amazing and Max Mara, really beautiful clothes. Oh, my. Is so this out? Went, no, it's coming out. Some will be in September on the internet. And then I think October will be the, the book edition. Oh, I have to get that. Because it's two. Yeah, it's called As If. It's a really beautiful magazine. Oh, my gosh. You I should love check that it. out anyway. Everyone should check it out. It's really great. I love it. Doing it on my list for sure. So, you know, I know that you also wrote for Paper Magazine. I did Lunch that for like Lauren. a decade. Yeah, that was really fun. That enabled me to get access to a lot of different people also. Because everybody loved Paper Magazine. I love it. So, I mean, I got everybody for, because of Paper also. I mean, I did Karl Lagerfeld, and then he got wow. to know me, so then I did him for Velvet Ropes. Wow. So it was really it was really um, a door opener also. And I love yeah. Paper. I mean, it's I still love them. I know Kim and David forever. I don't know... I haven't really seen it in a while. Yeah. But I think they're still printing. I mean, they're still doing it. Yeah. I mean, all the cool girls, I felt like all the cool editors worked at paper. Like all of the hip girls who were like, you know, in the know with the emerging designers and knew what Well, was yeah. Next. I mean, Vogue was great. I mean, I just read Andre Leontali's book, which is really interesting. Yeah. But Vogue... The girls at Vogue that worked in Vogue didn't really dress super fashiony. They were very conservative, most yes. of them, if you look at them. Yeah. So really, to me, you know, the people at Paper and some of the other underground, underground papers, whatever you want to call them, or magazines, were kind of more into fashion. You know, yeah. I feel like we discovered some of the younger designers 
um, you know, pretty fast, or we at least profiled them faster than Vogue. Right. You know, Vogue picked up on them, but not till after we had already done something on them. Love that. You know, I I think we were, I think I was one of the first that, you know, covered people. Yeah. Yeah. Like how in the world did you get that job? I mean, I know, but the listeners may not know (laughs) how you landed your gig at Paper Magazine. um, Well, Kim, I went to Kim because everyone's like, oh, you know, you should write a column, blah, blah, blah. And so I went to her and I said, you know, hey, I want to do this column. And she's like, go interview Donna Karen. If you can interview her and I like it, I'll print it. And I said, okay. And I called, I called Donna company and I got an interview somehow. And I interviewed her and I guess Kim liked it. And that's how I got into paper. That is amazing. And, you know, it's so interesting. I, you know, just for my research, I see that you are also a bookworm who likes to read? I, do, I love to read. I love to. I haven't been reading so much because there's so many like Netflix and Amazon, <laughs> all these really great programmings on. Yeah. But I was a voracious reader when I was a kid. I said, go to the library after school and read. And and reading just takes you to all these different places in the world. You can visit anywhere. You know, India and Africa yeah. and Turkey and Israel, and Greece, you know, you can go anywhere because books are set in other, you know, countries. It's great. Yeah, I so love yeah, it. I do love to read. I, do you I have a favorite? To... Well, I always love Vanity Fair. Mm-hmm. I always Vanity read Vanity Fair because it's kind of high class gossip. And yeah. I like that. I do like The New Yorker. Mm-hmm. That's a little, you know, serious. Um, what else do I really like? Um, you know, some of the fashion magazines. Yeah. I like I like New York magazine. Me too. Love. It's really great. So um, great. yeah, you know, whatever. I'm just always interested in something. I love I love National Geographic. Yeah. You know, I have this really eclectic taste. It's beautiful. It's really beautiful. I love to see where, you know, the the, the countries are, what they look like and the people, the indigenous people. Yeah. And then be like, oh, I want to go there, you know. Yeah. So I mean I looked at I've been on Safari a couple of times, which wow. I love. That was amazing. So, yeah, I mean, I think reading opens up a whole new, you know, um, door for you, a whole new world. I think Absolutely. everybody should read. Are we going to see a book from you anytime soon on your life? You no, know, I picked a few <laughs> things and nobody seemed really interested. So I guess not, unless oh. somebody wants something eventually. They, they just so don't you know You can be my agent. On. If you find anybody that wants a book from me. Oh, I, I will, will, Lauren. Don't, don't you challenge me. I will. I, I will. will. I'm cha- <laughs> I am challenging you. I am. <laughs> I love it so much. You know, I'm so glad that you brought up Andre's book because I'm actually a really big fan of his first book. ALT, his first memoir. I didn't read the first one. So good. So good. I actually had a chance to randomly talk to him about it. I was like, oh my God, I love that book. But one of the things that I love about it is that he talks about luxury and just how it, it was integrated in the way that he grew up and, and, you know, whether it was clean sheets like that were pressed, you know, just these little details in life that sometimes we overlook. So I'm mm-hmm. here and his grandmother was a big influence. So I'm wondering, was there anyone in your life or, or someone or something uh, growing up for you that was very inspirational for well, you? That's, that's really good. Not at all. That's My mother, when she was young, was really into fashion. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't really remember her then. I, I don't, I always went out and bought 
like I would always have a job and I would make, you know, minimum wage and I would just go out and buy the most expensive pair of shoes that, you <laughs> know, like that me. I could find that I love. <laughs> yeah. So I've always really been into it. I don't know. I would read magazines when I was a kid and look at all the models and the hair and makeup people mm-hmm. and just be, oh my goodness, I would love to be in this business. But I think, I don't know, maybe fashion just is in the blood. It just finds yeah. you. Because I can't say that anyone in my family, like really no one was really that fashionate. Yeah. They were all really conservative. Wow. You know, my cousins were really conservative. They would look at me and my mother and be like, oh my God, like they're so freaky. My family's <laughs> freaky because we dress so, so interesting. But I you know, I just don't care what other, anybody else says. I just do what I want to do. Absolutely. And I think everybody should. You know, you have a very signature look, but you mix it up. Uh, like, how did you um, define your style? I don't know. I mean, what's, well, I don't know. What do you think my signature look is? I feel like you're, you're, you're playful. Black is definitely a Black, staple yeah. for you, but you Except bring today in I'm color. Wearing green. I'm wearing khaki. Oh I my know. Goodness. I was like, what? <laughs> but you bring in color in a very interesting way. Things are very structured in unique ways, but you know, like, it, it's all it always has like a little edge to it. Even if you're in like a tweed number, you're there's something edgy, whether it's the jewelry or the hair. Like, well, I love my, ju- I love jewelry. So even mm-hmm. if I'm wearing jeans, which I don't really wear that often. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love my jewelry and my earrings and my makeup. So that's like a given that's me. And then all, everything else is kind of just the peripheral. Absolutely. Whatever. But I do love my stuff. You know, jewelry, I always wear and I always love makeup. I very rarely go out. More now, I've been doing it a little bit with like less eye makeup and stuff. Yeah. But I do love my makeup. That's um, that's a given. You know? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so what are your thoughts now with, you know, just, I mean, the pandemic, being in quarantine, New York was really hit hard with everything. I know. Well, I was home for, you know, like a month straight practically. And I didn't even go out to only to get food and not even every day. And that was really hard. Now it's, I'm, you know, going out more and I take a walk. I have a friend, my friend, Sandy Linter, who's a makeup artist. We walk to central park. You should interview her sometime. She's great. Um, We walk to central park and we feed the animals. We find little like the fish and the turtle and the squirrels Mm -hmm. and the birds, (laughs) whatever. So, we're going out more, but, you know, obviously still being cautious because yes. you still have to be. It's crazy. But I think New York is a little better. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they say there's going to be another Wave. pandemic. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Yeah. But well, anyway. you know, it's it's crazy because now, every you know, I've been seeing some fo- like very prominent PR folks in our little chat rooms saying, oh, fashion is dead and, you know, New York Fashion Week is over and we're all going to be wearing sweatpants now with Birkenstocks and Crocs. (laughs) Um, What are your thoughts uh, just in terms of that reaction? It seems like everyone's panicking a bit, but I'm I'm curious to know what you think. That is ridiculous. That is absolutely (laughs) ridiculous because you know what? Even I'm in Hudson now, I'm upstate, Mm. and I still dress nice. Yeah. You know, I still look good. So, I mean, people that are into fashion are loving fashion and they're always going to and they're always going to make an effort and look good. People that don't care about fashion that are slobs will always be slobs and look like slobs. This is just another excuse to let them slide, (laughs) you know, but I think that most people that are revere fashion and love it 
are still going to look good. I mean, yeah. I know I will. That's, I can speak for myself. <laughs> yeah. And I know my other friends that are into fashion. Like, even when I go out with my friend Sandy to Central Park, she's done up. She's got her makeup on. She's got yeah. her false eyelashes on. She's got, you know, a cute skirt. And she's done to go in Central Park. And we're I just like, it. you know, feeding birds and whatnot. But <laughs> she's done. So I think people that are into it will be into it. Yeah. And that's not going to change. So are we not into athleisure right now on your, we've never been to athleisure. (laughs) We've never been into athleisure. Uh I mean, the only time I work out is like when I pick up my phone, I love it. But no, I mean, I get that. I get it. And I would dress nice if I was working out and I really should start going to the gym, but now you really can't because of what's going on. But no, I'm not, I'm not a leggings and t-shirt kind of girl. Yeah. Really, I've never just been that. Yeah. I love beautiful dresses and beautiful accessories and shoes. Yeah. And I don't see that that's going to change. Uh, well, thank I mean, I don't you. see why it has to. The, that was you know. very helpful for me because I've been seeing, you know, I, I've seen myself slowly. Like, oh, like maybe those velour, like, you know, sweatpants, you know, by Versace. Like maybe I could incorporate that. I'm like, no, no, no. This pandemic is not going to last forever. Do not invest in that. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean. If you really like them, then get them. Yeah. But I don't think it's something that I I will not be wearing. I don't care who it is, you yeah. know, whatever. I mean, I still am going to dress nice. Absolutely. And that's Absolutely. my plan as I of now. I love that. Now, so. I know you don't always speak on your favorite designer interview, but do you have an interview that you truly loved throughout your You know your what? Career? Actually, no. Seriously, I'm not yeah. just saying that. Everybody that I've interviewed was really interesting. Mm. Everybody had something totally different to say. Yeah. And no, I mean, I really like everyone I interviewed from the most famous. Like I've interviewed Karl Lagerfeld and then I interviewed a designer called Epperson. I've interviewed, um, I don't know, like just you name it, like the most Emmanuel Angaro, whatever. And then like some smaller, you know, Indian designer. So no, I really like designers. I think they're really interesting. I think they're really smart. I think they're really talented. So I really can't say that anything's been my favorite. I yeah. really enjoy everyone that I talk to. Absolutely. It's weird. I'm I'm the same way. I just feel like everyone has a story. Everyone has, you know, various challenges that they've overcome. And again, it's not the same. Everyone has something different, which I love. So um, really quick question for you. Um, what would you say is your favorite fashion moment of all time? It can be personal or it can Hmm. be something that you witnessed. Wow. That's really hard. That's really, I'm going to say that I went to a Galliano couture show in Paris and it was for Dior when he was working for Uh. Dior. And I mean, I really didn't see that much couture, but I went one season and that show was just beyond. You know, for me, the dresses would be unaffordable because yeah. there were just thousands and thousands and thousands. But to see that level of workmanship and, you know, every detail, the hair and the makeup, it was so beautiful. Yes. So I would say that was like a highlight. But, you know, all my interviews, I met him, I interviewed him. Like, I just enjoy what I do and I enjoy what I did. So... 
you know, that was a highlight. But, you know, I really, I don't know. I can't say that I really have one special. There's been many years of many interesting people and many interesting interviews. Yeah. So that wouldn't do them justice to to say you can't just pick one. Yeah, you can't. You know, you can't. You really can't. I love it. (laughs) So did you did you spend um, a lot of time in Paris at the shows? Is that something that you like to do more? A couple of seasons. Okay. I went a couple of seasons and I really liked it. But, you know, I never really had a budget for that. Yeah. You know, that's where I was different than Andre Lee Natale and all the Vogue girls. They had yeah. car pick them up. They had hotels paid for, free room and board, free cleaning. Yeah. They were so spoiled. You know, yeah. I had none, none <laughs> of that. I would have to take the subway to uh, something in Paris or, you know, just get there on my own. Hustle yeah. my, you know, hustle my butt over there. So that was a difference. But, um you know, and I, I enjoyed it no matter how I enjoyed it. Yeah. You know? But yeah, but I was never one of those, you know, I am fabulous, you know, give me everything for free. Yeah. People. Well, I, and, I, I mean, they got like packages. Love they, when they went into their hotel room, I heard like they would just get these Vogos would get like packages of oh, yeah. free swag, all this stuff. Like, you know, I really didn't get that. But for me, it was just about fashion. I just love talking to the designers and I love the clothes. So yeah. that's all that mattered to me. Absolutely. And, you know, a lot of folks in the industry know when you send something to the Vogue girls, it's not coming back. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's not coming back. They're just like, write it off. It's the marketing budget. Just write it off. (laughs) So, well, that was the one thing I was really shocked about, like that everything was paid for for them. Yeah. I mean, everything, like 20 people could fly to Paris, first class, cost services, food, you know, budget, just everything was taken care of. I never had that. And I just think that's, you know, maybe that was partly the ruination of fashion because Mm. you can't make money and just, you know, spend money like that. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, I know they cut back now because they have to. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I think people, I always got there on my own and paid my own way and whatever. And it was fine. Absolutely. There was a lot of people spoiled in the business too. Yeah. You know, I think that's what, we love about you is that you're so relatable and one of my favorite clips I actually shared it on Instagram where you're running from one appointment in the in the garment district and then you're going to I forget which hotel hoity-toity hotel and you jump on the bus with your camera oh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, you're we like, get the oh. bus or the subway whatever gets us there <laughs> You know, if you can't get a taxi, yeah. then you just have to, go, you know, I, I I tortured my camera people. They just were tortured because, yeah, they're, they're filming, holding a camera and yeah. going down steps and trying to film me at the same time. But, you know, I had great people working with me. Yeah. You know, they were just, they were as much part of the show as I was. You know, I wow. give them as much credit. They were great. I love it. And, you know, I'm curious, what are you up to now? Well, I, like I said, I'm kind of semi-retired. I'm not really doing much. Um, if things come up, I will do it. Um, not that much. I'm just chilling, having fun with my chihuahuas. And oh, my God. Just enjoying. Where, where, where is Nor- Norma Jean? Oh, Norma, Norma Jean, Jean, where are Nor- you? Norma Jean. <laughs> I have Norma Jean and I have Isadora. Isadora, where are Isadora you, Isadora? Is a puppy. <laughs> I don't know where they are. They're just causing trouble somewhere. They are that so adorable. One, She's into everything. She's into everything. I love it. I had a chihuahua for 15 years. Her name was Precious Brindell McCarthy, named after Jenny McCarthy when she was doing Wild, Wild, what is it, Uh, uh, 
what, what was that? What was that show? Singled out. And she, she was amazing. She actually died um, or passed away when um, Barack Obama. Jenny McCar- oh, your, your dog, not Jenny McCarthy. My dog, okay. yeah. Well, I, I gave her part of her name. <laughs> that's, that's devastating. Because it me, was hard. I'm sure to you, they're like your children. It was hard. Yeah. It was so, I was happy, you know, in the moment, uh, you know, just for the, you know, Obama's victory. But it was so sad. And it took me so long to, like, not talk, you know, talk about it and, like, not cry. You know. Are you going to get another one? Oh, uh, you know, my husband is not so thrilled about dogs. <laughs> about dogs. Oh, no, that's not good. <laughs> but I love dogs. I love, and I love and you my love your, uh, Do you love your husband? Because if not, then you better <laughs> leave and just get a dog. <laughs> You're like, okay, let me get a dog. Sorry, babe. <laughs> I love Chihuahua <laughs> so much. So when I saw that you also shared that same love, I said, oh, my God, we're like... We're, we're in yeah, sex. I know. Oh, there's, come here, come here. Here is, um, is it Dora? I'm trying to it's get her. It's Dora. Dora. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, my God. Well, no oh one can gosh. see her because we're on the um, oh, radio. I whatever, love but. it. Hi, Isadora. Oh, my God. This is so amazing. Cute. You're so beautiful. I love it. Well, you know, we are actually, believe it or not, coming towards the end of our interview. But is there any, just over the course of your life, you've experienced so much, you've seen so much, you're, you're so, I mean, just even as a businesswoman, I can only imagine just the lessons you've learned. What would you say is one of the biggest lessons you've learned working in the industry and just throughout your life in general? I would just say, honestly, 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 just rely on yourself mm. because people, you can ask them for things and they say yes and they don't, you know, come through. Just keep on keeping on and yeah. just do your own thing, you know? And if you have someone that's along for the ride, that's great, you know? Yeah. But in general, I think you just have to keep really busy and really professional being professional being on time um that's really important to me you know and i guess that's it just be yourself and don't you know let anyone else tell you what to do what you should do just do what you want and then your passion will come through i love it thank you lauren (laughs) you're welcome you're an american treasure i hope you know that oh you're too sweet (laughs) thank you Thanks so much for joining me for this week of a fashion moment. If you like what you hear, we'd love for you to join our community of listeners and spread the word about the show. We also want to hear from you. Share your favorite fashion moments and dream guests with us by sending an audio clip or email to a fashion moment podcast at gmail.com. Or you can tag us on Instagram at a fashion moment and you could be featured on next week's episode. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review and let us know what you think. Until then, see you next time for another fashion moment. Podcast production by Rebecca Rashid and John Taylor Williams. Digital media production by Megan Porras. 
This recording carries a Creative Commons 4.0 international license. Thanks to Patrick Patrickios for their song, Hot Coffee.